0: What did you say? 120 days?
1: 124 days till school starts.
0: Thank you for that math.
1: You're welcome. I'm going to keep counting down.
0: What do you tell the kids to, write you, to, to call you when you write it on the whiteboard in the beginning of class?
1: Oh, I just tell them to call me
0: Chelsea. Oh, God. I, w- I would think of a really rich name. I don't know.
1: Oh, I would really like to be called Master Schlesinger, because they have a master's degree.
0: That would be, that'd be awesome. It
1: might be a little awkward.
0: It could be strange for some. Maybe, for a few, few of the stories I've ever heard of your students, maybe you shouldn't do this. I'm...
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with not.
0: Hello, and welcome to episode five of the Quarantine Cast. I'm John Braverman, and I'm joined today by a good friend, Chelsea Schlesinger, instructor at Arizona State University. Uh, Chelsea's one of my favorite people in the world and I'm really excited to share this episode with you. The audio quality is a little bit iffy. Uh, she was calling in from Skype but you got to do what you got to do when everyone's working from home. So I hope you enjoy the episode and I hope you're being safe and healthy.
1: Okay so yes yeah, I am I'm an instructor at ASU.
0: A master at ASU.
1: Yeah I'm a, I'm a master at ASU. My background is in English literature so I have an undergrad and graduate degree in English.
0: Is that what you instruct? Um, Like what are are the classes you're instructing right now?
1: Yeah, so I I teach writing classes. So I have a couple of first-year composition classes, right? So English 101, 102. And then I'm teaching an upper division writing class, which is writing for the profession. So it's a 300-level class with juniors and
0: seniors. That's it. Okay, so I have no background. I did not go to college. Um, I... No, I, I, I was, a I made a terrible decision. So I was, I was 18. My parents were divorced. I, you know, was in that place of like, I can do this all on my own now. And I had a scholarship to ASU. So I was a really well-regarded music, um, uh, uh, performance major and should have left California to go there. But my friends were all going to this junior college in, you know, orange County. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm going to stay with my friends. Go there yep mm-hmm. so did that that was really smart and i was a terrible student like i um i was the graded at every test terrible at doing homework student so my my english 101 class i met with the teacher the first day the professor uh the instructor and said i i'm not gonna come like i i don't I don't don't want to show up. And I read the syllabus, and 100% of the grade is tied to this one thing I have to write. So I'm just going to write that. Like, why would I come? And he's like, you won't won't succeed if you don't come. Like, you won't be able to write what I'm looking for and turn in this paper and get the grade you want. And I'm like, oh, I assure you I will. And I showed up a week later with the paper. And I, I just, I don't know why I was such a jerk. I was just a jerk. Um, and so I made it through like, you know, two semesters of junior college and then life happened. And all of a sudden, you know, you wake up and you're 36 and you look back and you're like, I should have probably gone to college. That would have been smart. I didn't do that.
1: Well, but I want to know how the paper, how the paper,
0: oh, I got an A. No, I was, I was oddly. So, so here's what my grandma did wrong for me. I told you, she told me I was going to be tall. She also told me I was very smart. Uh-huh. So I grew up actually thinking I was quite intelligent, way earlier than I ever was intelligent. I I, I wasn't that bright, but I I think I thought it. And there's a lot that just comes from confidence that you get in life. Uh, I feel like for as much as she did me wrong by telling me I was going to be tall, she helped in me thinking I was smarter than I really was. Now the problem is on the other side of it, then you're an arrogant asshole and you have to kind of walk that back all the time because you you learn yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so did you and the class, you just took the A on the paper and you were good?
0: No, I took the A on the paper and I was good. I didn't show up anymore. I only went to the classes that had actual attendance you, requirements.
1: You did
0: not want to go. No. Yeah, I didn't want to go. And now the problem is I have three wow. kids, and I, they can't know any of this. <laughs> now, luckily, their mom literally got nothing other than A's her entire life. She's the world's greatest student. Oh,
1: good.
0: She, I, she never had a B, not once growing up. She is... Um, incredibly intelligent. She really cares about education, and so I'm praying they just get all of her genes in my last name. <laughs> Maybe my taste in musicals—that'd be great.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. That does need to. That doesn't need to transfer through.
0: Okay, so you're so you're an instructor at ASU. You have a class of 160 students or some nonsense, and all of a sudden the world shuts down, and you get to figure out what Zoom is and teach online.
1: Yeah. So um I was pretty lucky, though. I'm not. I'm I'm open. I'm not technologically advanced in any way, shape, or form. But I do really um, I appreciate technology. I wish I was better at it. Some days I'm even better than Jeremy. Say it out loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I I had Zoom. I'm familiar with Zoom minimally. i had before. And I was actually teaching hybrid classes this semester, so we would meet once in person, only one one time a week in person, and the rest of the stuff was online. So I was already kind of, you know, had one foot in the online door, um, and yeah. And so they said, "All right, we're going fully online," and I was like, "Okay, this sounds great." And then you start to do it, and it's like, "Oh, this is going to be a challenge." Um, I think I will say that my freshman students have they're far better than the juniors and seniors. The freshmen I think are very much in this space of, you know, they're a little bit naive. This is still kind of cool and fun, right? Like classes are canceled, you know, you know, I, some of them are still just like hanging out in the dorms and they're kind of unfazed by it all, right? Whereas my juniors and seniors, they're living real life already a lot of them, you know. Some of them are coming back have kids at home. Who are now, you know, at home all of the time. I've had students who've expressed that they've lost their jobs, they're unable to focus, they're stressed, right? All of those things. And so I think the biggest challenge for me has been creating a barrier between that, right? I'm an over, I'm an empath, I'm an overly compassionate person. And you tell me, you know, you lost your job, and I absorb that, like I absorb that energy, or, you know, and then I'm trying to figure out how, how do I, how do I best serve my students? How do I, you know, make adjustments so that they can adjust their lives but still maintain the integrity of the course so that their grades mean something? Um, but how do I do all of this with my kids at home and you know I still have to cook dinner and you know like entertain people? I mean, because really, honestly, I have three children, right? Like I don't have, have two. I have, I have a third <laughs> that is in an adult body. <laughs> that is a way. He is an amazing dad. And like, I mean, like, this isn't to say that he doesn't certainly help out all the time, but it's just that like, you know, we're going to play video games now because we read for 30 minutes. Okay, great, Jeremy. Like, wonderful.
0: I'm going to edit that to take away all of the nice compliments in there and only leave the bad (laughs) parts. I just want you to know. I think it's important. All right. That'll be my, you know, you think your job in life is to poke him daily. What do you think mine was? i know exactly exactly this i mean nothing's really better
1: <laughs> He the other last night he said when i was down in the zoom he's like i'm feeling i'm gonna regret this
0: <laughs> probably
1: so the transition happened pretty quickly and i will say i'm still in the process of transitioning i mean because there's also a weird space to be in just as an individual right like not just you know because you know chelsea the individual chelsea the wife chelsea the mom. Chelsea, the teacher that is now trying to and I I would imagine this is similar to everyone, right? Like navigate this new space of, okay, nobody's going to work anymore. What does that like what does that mean? Right? Like we're supposed to stay away from people. What does that mean? Like it's this new weird space. And I feel I am like I'm a homebody through and through. I would much rather be at home with a book or you know, like in the mountains with a book, but being told that I cannot leave the house, that brings me all kinds of anxiety and panic. So at the same time that I'm trying to reimagine my job, I'm also trying to reimagine, you know, what did my kids life going to look like? What is, you know, how do we grocery shop now? Like, you know, so it was just this weird transition that I think happened.
0: Do you find that you have to educate those skills for other people as well? Cause I feel like, That's where most of them probably need the most help is not navigating. How do I do my English homework? Although probably yes, drink less, do that. But, but also like, I've never had to think about going to the grocery store and cleaning my groceries when I get home. Who who does that? But like today we got groceries and I had to scrub them all down before I could come do this call.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'm educating Jeremy on that. He very much is just like walks in the house, and goes to put the bags down on the counter. And I'm like, can you please put those on the floor? And then he's unpacking them and he sets the chips out on the counter. I'm like, the whole purpose (laughs) of putting the ground was to keep it off the counter. And now the chips are on the counter. So I just kind of had to, I mean, I've got to let it go, right? Like I could, there could be a Chelsea that turns into surface constantly all day long. Yeah. But, that's not productive, right? Like, that's not healthy. Um, So, yeah, I do think I'm, and I think in a lot of ways, without my students explicitly expressing, right, I'm learning how to navigate this situation, they use phrases like, um, I can't focus, or um, I just am so overwhelmed, or I'm really confused. And you can tell that it's just, you know, they're not reading the instructions because they can't process the instructions, right? there's a minute there where, you know, there's a new press conference every day. And I'm finding that I'm, if I can't focus on work, how are my students going to focus on work? If I'm constantly refreshing the Twitter feed or constantly looking for the next live conference. And so I really, in this transition, wanted to honor that in my students, that recognition in myself. But if I'm feeling this way, surely you are feeling this way. And I, and so I can't even imagine, you know, my students express to me like, okay, I'm home, but, you know, my partner doesn't have a job or I don't have a job anymore. And I need to focus on providing for my family. So I really tried to honor that in the transition. And I'm finding that to get back to your question, like, yes, I think I'm teaching students how to cope in that my responses to them are take care of yourself first, take care of your family first, school work will follow, take a deep breath, like it's going to be okay um, in ways that you know, wasn't part of my role before.
0: What do you think some of the long-term changes will come from this? Maybe not just in education and how we'll function, but for the people that are affected by this um, window of time where they were in school and they had this sudden disruption into what the normal version of school was.
1: Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of us are thinking about right now uh, in terms of, you know, and, and pricing, that's why it's so important to maintain the quality of work that I expect. Because I think, so I think one of two things are going to happen. Students are going to decide that they love online classes because they can get away with more, right? Like I have to work very little, right? I, John, can show up to class the, in the second week and turn on my paper and be done with it. But then I also, but I think that's a false sense of what online is. And so I also think that the quality of online instruction is being compromised, if you will, right, because there is a lot of work that goes into creating an online class and to maintaining that online class that now is kind of being thrown out the window in this circumstance. So I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, what long-term learning looks like. I certainly think that we find ways to um, incorporate technology more. Right, like Zuma has turned out to be a wonderful platform with my students. Um, and it has so many capabilities that I don't know. I think, I think there's two sides. I think that it could be really good, but I also think that there's some negatives that might come from it.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. The second episode I talked with my friend drew, um, and he works for his church and he does the audio visual for them. And obviously they've had to move all their services to online. And we talked about that difference that, um, mm-hmm there's some people that are actually probably participating in their faith more than ever before because it's more accessible than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. But the product that they're putting out isn't the product you would put out if you had time. Like it's, it's out of necessity. So it's not even good yet. And I, education is so interesting to me because you're not doing an online class. You're doing your class and now suddenly you're forced to do it online. That's a very different thing.
1: Yeah. Totally different thing. And I mean, I I'm finding that, valuable time that I would spend in class lecturing or instructing is now transitioning to more of like, okay, I'm checking with you guys. What do you need? And giving students the opportunity to express what they need and really um, letting that guide how I make adjustments to the class, if you will. But I don't, I hope I'm not the only educator who's doing this, but I suspect there are plenty of educators out there who have just, thrown a bunch of material on and said, Have at it? Or, you know, this isn't what I signed up for, so we're now gonna be past fail. If you're currently passing the class now, congratulations, you pass. Which I think is um dangerous territory.
0: Yeah, it is. And and I wonder that for your level for sure, but also like for your kids' level, what what has the experience been there at all? Is there any education continuing to happen or?
1: Um, so I think we have, we have a really good school and our teachers have started setting up, um, zoom classes with the kids. So like Easton in third grade, he has like about two a week. Um, and, and I think watching the kids connect in that platform is so much more about the social connection with their friends than anything else, right? Their whole lives as much as I complain about trying to work from home and navigate all these things, like for kids, their whole lives are completely disrupted for no apparent reason, right? They don't understand it. And you can see their frustration from it. And so the education that's continuing, I think is more, it's more important to me that they make those social connections than anything else. And yeah, you know, she's, the tech teachers have sent out curriculum, right? Like, Like a Monday, through friday here's what i want you to do the pe teacher even sent out has like some curriculum built into it right um but easton ripped it off the wall and crumpled it up he's not going to do that of course he's like right like i'm at home i'm not going to do school why would i do school this is home this is not where school happens so so yes there's instruction happening but i don't it doesn't look the same
0: i mean similar over here it's fascinating i for my oldest who's in sixth grade, there's. Uh, You know they've sent a curriculum and the school's doing their best. And to your own point, like it's not from any bad intentions; they just don't know how to do it. So they're just trying to send out whatever they can and saying, "Hey, parents, please help." Right. For the youngest two, they're in daycare and they have an educational curriculum in that daycare. Which the first week, I was like, "Eh, honestly, they're not in school. Who cares? Like, we made a plan. Me and Lily wrote out a calendar involves some playtime and some coloring and. But it was the fifth day, so it was Friday of the first week. Um her school sent an email with some videos of some of the teachers reading some books. Oh yeah. Um, to play for the kids. And uh Lindsay brought it out and handed it to Lily, and she I, I mean, I, I about lost it watching it because her face just lit up and she's staring at Missy Anira teach this book, right? Read the book and teach what it means. Yeah. And she watched it four times and for the whole rest of the day, she was reciting the lesson in the book mm-hmm. to me and to Gavin as why she was doing what she was doing. And I was like, Oh, yep. <clears throat> Misjudge the value of that. Like yeah, my little calendar of coloring, isn't quite keeping up with what the educators are actually giving. Um, yeah. And so I, I do hope that there's, both what you said at the beginning of like some people that say online education is for me because I could get more out of it. But I actually hope that there's a whole bunch of other people that find, Oh my gosh, you know what? I thought that was where my brain needed. And turns out I want human connection and I want to be Mm -hmm. in front of someone lecturing. And I actually want to listen to them, not because I'm stressed and have to get this grade, but because I actually want what it gives me.
1: Yeah. And I think um, I have a, surprising number of students who are grumpy about this all online thing right like they want they very specifically signed up for class that met in person and I want to be in person um so yeah I do is maintained and actually um early on there was an article kind of going around and it was I can't it was like a blog post maybe and it said like whatever you do please don't teach online well Right. And so like it was this whole article making a case for why you should do a crappy job of teaching online. Um, The overall message I didn't quite agree with, but um, because it was more of coming from a place of, you know, this isn't what I signed up for. So I don't have to do this well. But with the idea of, you know, hoping that students still want to come be in person, you know, I can see that. case
0: being made. Well, Drew mentioned the same thing in church. He was talking about how they uh, two weeks before this all happened, they had eliminated the live link because they didn't want people to go online. Mm -hmm. They wanted them to come in person.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, And now they're forced to. And one of the things that I don't know that it made the cut, but I shared with him is like, but if you really care about just getting the message of your faith out, wouldn't you want both to be very good? Like you'd want the in-person to be so wonderful that someone that needs that can go get it but you'd also want this other mechanism to be so good that someone else could go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I, and I do hope that that's one of the ramifications of all this is that both sides learn, okay, there's intrinsic value in each way, but we have to do a better job of bringing both to life. I don't hope that 90% of our workforce stays at home now, but I do hope that the ones that realize they could gain value from that do and the ones that realize that they can't, don't.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that there's some, humans are, we're social creatures. I don't think that we'll ever replace the need for those kinds of social connections i mean i i have facetimed and called and connected with more friends over this quarantine period than i have probably in the last five years right like i think humans are just social and i think that we'll always need that that connection um yeah so in in terms of education i think that that's still going to be very very important
0: so what, where are you getting your nutrient source from? So you're, you're giving to lots of different areas right now to a husband, to kids, as a mom, as a wife, and as an educator, where are you taking in what you need to, to stay sane?
1: You know, I'm not, John. I, um, I have yet to, so this is another interesting thing. So I have never, work-life balance is not something that I do well, right? It has free time. I'm figuring out how I can help my sister. I'm figuring out what can I go do for my mom? Have have my kids spent enough time with my grandma lately, right? Like I've never been very good at carving out that like Chelsea space. And so over spring break, I went and spent a few days with my, almost a week actually with my friend. And that was like, so rejuvenating, right? It was Chelsea time. And I was going to come back committed to, you know, Working during work hours, being home with the kids during evening hours, and putting the kids to bed, having like some Chelsea time, and then coronavirus hit, and everything has just you know blown. So, no, Chelsea's not getting any nutrients.
0: Well, we got to find you one. This
1: I have been spending. I know I've been spending some more, t- a lot more time outside, right? So like I start to feel cooped up in the house, and I'll just go in the backyard and lay in the grass. Um, although that. Got fired. I'm sure Jeremy shared this story somewhere out there in the world, but had a really bad day with students. Um, Zoom has offered an opportunity for students to behave in the classroom in ways that are not necessarily ideal. Um, and so that un- unraveling and it was, just, it was just a bad day. So I think Jeremy may have been writing his Peloton and I decided I was going to go outside and just look at the stars. And it was cold still. So I layered a blanket down on the grass i'm wrapped up in a mummy sleeping bag and then i have like a blanket on top of me right just i'm just having a grand old time out there jeremy gets some of his ride he comes out how are you doing like it's really cold he should come in and i was like no why don't like you come out here like i'm like i might just sleep out here tonight or like this is how i'm feeling like i just need to be away and the furthest away i can get is my backyard
0: that's that's as far as we can all go right now
1: not even five minutes later the sprinklers turned on oh no so the sprinklers turn on in my backyard at nine fourteen PM and I am stuck in a mummy bag. Like I can't get out of it. And I, and of course the sprinklers line the patio, right? So I am like jimmying and rolling over into the sprinklers, trying to get up onto the patio out of the sprinklers. I'm completely drenched. I'm calling for Jeremy. He just like wanders on out. Like he's cracking up. What he do? He takes his phone out, tries to get a video, takes a picture. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Oh, I, needless to say i haven't been back outside since
0: oh that's so cold oh that's awful
1: it was it was i mean it was funny it was like it was the universe pulling me out of my woe is me chelsea time
0: it is true i do feel like this is god trying to make us laugh at some point of like hey it, it could be worse it's all crazy and It's all different but it certainly could be worse
1: yeah oh i've been baking john that We can call that some cherry. That's
0: therapy. What have you been baking?
1: So, so a friend of mine, um, we have baking time on Mondays now, and um, I'm not good at it. So, so I made scones with her. Nice. And the batch that I made with her were great. I mean, Jeremy was like, I mean, it was flour and sugar, so Jeremy was like in. all over it, right? And he was in. Um, in fact, I think he ate the entire batch of scones. So then we're like, all right, Chelsea's gonna make another I'm gonna do it. I can do this, make a batch on my own. No. Ethan takes a bite, he goes, These are really dry. Look at it. It even <laughs> looks like the Sahara. <laughs> oh, And then I tried again. This time I made lemon blueberry ones again with my friend. She's teaching me we're like over oh, FaceTime, right? So we FaceTime, we bake. We don't usually have the supplies that I need. Um So I made some lemon blueberry scones. Those were were pretty good. Mine were not as pretty as hers, not as appealing, but they were all right. Then I attempted some banana bread. Okay. Again, successful, my friend. um, But on my own, the whole middle didn't cook. Like, it's burnt on the outside. (laughs) But the middle is dough. So... I'm not really sure what's happening with my baking. We did get some new appliances. So I'm going to go with the oven is too hot.
0: Yeah. I mean, clearly the appliances aren't calibrated properly and that's what's causing. Right. And it's leap year. So you have to carry the one on all the rest. It's, it's very, you know, oh. it <clears throat> coronavirus.
1: Um, and so <laughs> totally correct. And so we got, we got this like one of those fancy, like double oven ranges. Right. But it's like a small one on top. Hey, we actually had a whole like appliance conversation before, didn't we? We did. When I was at your house. I was checking out your appliances, so I finally got my appliances. That's awesome. Um, um, I went with KitchenAid. So, anyways, I was trying to bake in the small oven, which I think maybe that was part of the problem. And then my next batch of banana bread I did in the bottom oven, and it occurred to me that I did it on convection instead of regular bake, mm. and so that causes all kinds of problems. So,
0: I, I can't bake. Oh, okay, so I can. So I can cook basically anything. If you just... I would be great on Chopped. Like, this season is wonderful for me because it's all about just survival, right? Like, whatever you have in the house, figure out how to cook it and make something special out of it. And I'm really good here. And I don't eat any of it because I've been on this keto diet for, like, a year, right? So... But but I love doing it for the kids. It's one of my favorite things to do in the world. But baking is... Like, you have to measure. You have to be scientific. I I don't...
1: Yeah, there's some chemistry involved.
0: I'm out. Like, this is not how my brain works. My brain works with salt to taste. Like, my feelings on how this should go, not, you put too much yeast in it, and so now it's terrible. (laughs) So, for Lindsay's birthday, our first year of dating, I wanted to make her a chocolate souffle, um, which is totally rational as a first thing to try to bake. And I practiced, (laughs) so I made like three of them the week leading up to her birthday. And... I I nailed this really amazing chocolate souffle, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm a genius. Again, Grandma told me. <laughs> See? How, how hard is this? I got it.
1: Yeah, so smart.
0: We get there. I make the chocolate souffle. She, I mean, God love her. She's like, this is the worst thing I've ever, this is so bad. It's so terrible. I, I don't, I hate it. I hate it. I'm with you. I'm out. I, I don't know. Maybe Jeremy needs to learn to yeah. bake. And that should be how he creates therapy for you.
1: Well, that's the thing. He made some cookies, and they were delicious. <laughs> and bless his soul, the terrible, um, the terrible scones. He took a bite, and like he physically turned the other way so he could choke it down, so I wouldn't see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, he was sweet. He was sweet about it. Um, but anyway, so that's been baking.
0: No, you should do your baking live on Instagram on Mondays.
1: So Jeremy said we should we should YouTube it. Um, I'll have to figure out how we can do that.
0: So, I mean, YouTube's great and all, and I love YouTube. But, like, if you go to Instagram, you literally just start a live feed and add her. And then when people log in, they'll just see both your faces. Okay. And, like, literally and you could can watch us bake. put the camera, like, bake, talk like normal, and you could read the chat and, like, respond back to people. Yeah. But if you think about the fun of, like, someone could join that really wants to learn baking, but someone else could join just because they love you and want to hear you talk.
1: Right, right. I just want to see it for entertainment. I think you should. Yeah,
0: you need you need sanity, or you're gonna lose your damn mind.
1: I'm gonna do it. I mean, because because me baking, my baking soda that I keep in the house is like for cleaning, not for right. baking. Right. So, like, I have the big giant Costco bag of baking soda, and like, I pull that out oh to God. get my one teaspoon from. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what it's like fill the kitchen.
0: Well, I created this podcast as my therapy because it's, it's during that time. And it's once a week that I get to hear someone else's perspective on being quarantined. Yeah. And so if, if it's good for you, then you keep doing it as much as you want. Cause I'm, I'm happy to talk about all the things Thermal- we could just do a whole episode on Hamilton.
1: Yes, that would be, that would be a good episode.
0: Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be bad for people because I'm just going to start singing eventually. Well, what's your advice to everyone as they try to figure out this online world?
1: Just breathe. Don't overthink it. I think generally speaking, I guess I can't speak for all instructors, but generally speaking, they want to help you, right? Like most educators got into this because they love their students, right? I mean, you mentioned it earlier, some of the crazy experiences I've had with students and. Still, I wouldn't change it, right? Like I'm still, still going to keep teaching. I'm still going to keep showing up because and there's just so much to gain from it. So, so just breathe, right? Like just give yourself some some grace. Which, of course, I probably need to do myself, but it's easier to put that out there for other people to do.
0: Following one's own advice is officially the hardest thing in life. I'm convinced, isn't it? Yeah, I I'm really good about walking everyone through what they need to do for themselves, and then I'm over here driving myself nuts. So
1: yeah, same, same.
0: Well, I hope you'll join me again. Thanks for joining for the first time ever as a professional podcaster.
1: This is so good. Anytime. I am game to talk about anything on podcasts.